You are listening to the Daily Talks podcast where my mom, Dali, empowers parents like you with parenting tips. My mom's mission is to help parents make their child raising experience easier and more enjoyable by sharing valuable lessons to save in unnecessary struggles. The Daily Talks podcast is for any person already parenting or planning on parenting a child. Each week you'll hear different experts talk with my mom about important aspects of parenting, self-care, and of course her specialized area of bullying awareness and prevention. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, go ahead and do so now wherever you may be listening. And don't forget to set up your alerts so that you don't miss any episodes. Let's get started. Welcome to the Dali Talks podcast. Um, If this is your first time listening, I'm a parenting coach. I specialize in bullying awareness and prevention, but I also love to bring on experts to the podcast who have something of value to share uh, for you as a parent, as an individual, as well as for your children. So today I have the honor of having a special guest, uh, Nick. And as a matter of fact, Nick, I didn't even ask you if you go by a nickname other than, you know, like biscuits, how I know you. (laughs) Nick's fine. Nick's fine. Okay. And my husband, Henry. Um, so I invited both of them because they're really good friends and I, I've heard their discussions and they're very funny, (laughs) sometimes a little explicit. (laughs) They're both veterans. So you can imagine how that conversation might go, (laughs) but we're going to try to keep it clean. If a few slip out, I get it. But I invited them to come on to the podcast because both of them are um, fathers of girls. And Nick has a very um, different experience as a father um, than Henry. And I thought, uh, let's have this discussion from a father's perspective about parenting. Yeah, Nick's my guide when I don't know how to do something. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how Hey, bro. So I'll give the mic over to um, the floor to Nick so you can introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do, um, and we'll start with that. All right. Hi, everybody. I'm Nick Drosty. Um, I work during the day um, as a uh, human error prevention um, consultant for medical manufacturing companies. Um, I have a background in organizational psychology and basically helping Helping work not suck for people. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you put that. (laughs) Um, And then in my free time, I operate a food truck and catering business known as Villainous Biscuits with my my wife and five daughters. And then I also do some some veterans advocacy um, when when I'm able to. Thank you, Nick. And Henry. Yes, Please ma'am. Introduce yourself to our public. Yeah, try to follow that, Henry. Right. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name's Henry Rivera. I'm married to um, my wife over here, so I have to behave. Um, I'm a real estate professional, and I um, I try to do some charity work when I'm able. And people cooperate and stuff. Um, and, you know, I love my daughters. And so I spend as many, much time as I can with them. Mm-hmm. I don't have a cool food truck, but, you know, <laughs> I have some cool friends that do, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Where are I? <laughs> <laughs> so um, before we dive into the, the dad talk, Nick, tell us a little bit more about your business. Uh, so Villainous Business. 
<laughs> um, it is a um, biscuits and gravy focused enterprise. Uh, we have savory and sweet combinations. Um, we also make kolaches, which is sort of a, uh, a filled biscuit with sausage and cheese. Um, yeah, and we operate all around Maryland and um, working on establishing a, a, a actual on-site location, maybe uh, in the in the near future. Mm, that's awesome. That's good to know. Great news. And I see that you have beautiful, delicious pictures that actually made me super hungry while I was watching <laughs> at villainousbiscuits.com, your website. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to mention that for people in case they want to check you out. Um, and you said that your daughters and your wife help out, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it, it started, uh, my wife uh, likes to can and she was making jam and then the biscuits are like a, a family recipe from my from my grandmother that we just kind of adapted over the years and did different flavors on so her jams plus she's she's the jam to my biscuits <laughs> oh that is so cute i love that and then uh yeah the kids the kids all pitch in and help they uh, <laughs> come out we've got them commercially trained so they can operate in a, in a commercial kitchen and um, yeah, put them to work. Mm -hmm. I love it. So it's family ran, family owned. Absolutely. All the kids are involved in your wife. That's awesome. I love that. And I feel like some people purposely do, or more intentionally do business with business owners like that because of that story. So mm -hmm. yeah, I love it. Um, and, I, <laughs> and I've had the, uh, fortunate experience of having tasted your, your food and it is, the bomb it Thank is you. Uh, the only warning i give people is you got to work out if you want to keep off those because yeah. <laughs> they're addicting they're addicting they're so good <laughs> midwestern uh, farm food mm -hmm. so tell me how how do you how would you describe your relationship with your daughters um now or or you know earlier when they were younger um um good i guess i don't i don't know what what uh what word to use for it. i mean we 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 um work as a team we're as being a veteran family we've been kind of um on our own for for most of the time so every two years we're moving usually far away from family so we've been the only support network that we that we had so we had to adapt and survive and and uh go through the fires together so they're my battle buddies yeah and what uh what branch did you serve in i was in the army mm -hmm. how many years 20 years and 13 days Ooh, yeah that's what we Damn, do as, yeah that's what we do as veterans we always count down every single Absolutely. day because, man they were rough and we dang it we earned every single one of those days right <laughs> yes yeah okay so and you said five daughters yeah some people are like woo i'm sure they're listening I'm dying with two yeah i'm the oldest of six five girls and one boy the boy's a baby yeah yeah he's got some our youngest is, is she's kind of a, a tomboy she does jujitsu and and uh and punches me every chance she gets so yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Henry, uh, let's switch over to you. How would you, because my listeners 
kind of know, well, actually, let's let's pretend that this is the first time people are listening. So um, how would you describe your relationship with your kids? Tell us, how many children do you have? I have two beautiful daughters, 14 and 15. Mm -hmm. And how would you describe your relationship with them now or when they were younger? I think they're they're both daddy's girls, but you know, the older I'm getting and the older they're getting, I'm starting to see it's more of a beneficial situation for them. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, I get in trouble a lot. Yeah. With who? Huh? With who? Who do you get in trouble a lot with? Their mom. Mm -hmm, that's me. <laughs> so so uh, here you have you who has a 15 and 16 year old, and but Nick, you your kids are older, right? How old is the oldest? 25. 25. And the youngest? The youngest is 12. Okay. And as dads, what would you say your biggest challenge or biggest concern is raising girls? Go ahead, Nick. I'll, I'll defer to you first. <laughs> um just making sure that they grow up in an environment where they know how they deserve to be treated and, and um, that they feel safe around. That's, that's my, my main goal. Mm -hmm. What about you, Henry? Can you repeat the question? <laughs> your main concern uh, raising your children or, or main challenges? Um. <clears throat> Well, I mean, you know, I, I've never put my hands on them because I, and I don't know where I got this from, but I, I, I figured if I don't put my hands on them, they won't be used to a man laying their hands on them. Um, and by laying your hands on them, you mean like whooping them, right? Like spanking? Oh no, we wrestled. <laughs> oh yeah, but no, 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 no spanking. No, no. Right. No I mean, would ass. you? Would you do that? Would you have done that had you had boys? Done what? Spanked or I whoop his ass every chance I could if he messed up. Are you being serious? You would be messing up. You My son? Used physical discipline uh, on boys? No, because you know, I told you a long time ago when we had them that I believe that children, you can you can talk to them and mm -hmm. they can be made to understand where you're coming from. Though, when I said that, I hadn't experienced everything that I've been experiencing with, man, sometimes I, I don't know. What do you mean? Well, I mean, so I didn't know what I didn't know when I said that, right? <clears throat> sometimes I want to whoop their <laughs> behind, man. Like, how do you not understand? How many times do I have to explain it the same exact issue it's and and you know I, kids everything is by repetition but mm -hmm. holy cow some repetition with that uh, well I want to acknowledge that you said that sometimes you want to whoop them and I think that a lot of parents do. do feel that but they're afraid to say that because society is like oh you're a horrible parent um and I'm a horrible parent right so and Nick, I haven't done it <laughs> Nick were you were you physically disciplined as a child no not really um lucky yeah <laughs> just uh just psychologically no that's kind of worse 
I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> no, it was uh, no. I was I was raised in the environment that yeah, there was no spanking. It was um, mm -hmm. just uh, just talking talking things through mm -hmm. or pushing it down and ignoring it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So so when you find yourself having challenges, I, I'm sure like most couples, you you go to your spouse for like, hey, you know, this is happening. They're driving me crazy. This is what I want to do. What do you think? But as a man, you know, with especially being in, in a, a group of all these other men, you guys support one another. Um, do you truly go out and reach out to other men for guidance like are you able to open up and be vulnerable the way that you are with your wife with other men when it comes to help with with your uh i've cried on the phone with nick so yeah, yeah. you have for me yes mm -hmm. what about you nick i've let chino cry on the phone with me yes <laughs> he cries a lot <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a bit of a crier it's okay <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the whole family knows that. No, but for, you're using for, your psychological degree for not so good things there, Nick. <laughs> um, but yeah, for for there's certain people that that definitely that um have have earned that right or have have been to the been through the fire. So um, yeah, let's be open with them. I'm open with with most like about my experience but as far as like seeking support um probably wouldn't do it from someone with no kids or with no experience um, now have you always done that as a dad where you'll open up to another dad no not always it's, so so what the, one of it's the kind of the the warrior ethos that we're trained to do is to to just shut up and shut up and ruck um just uh embrace the suck and keep going so um it's hard to um break through that that mindset with <clears throat> um, I, i've seen a lot of uh military fathers have that have that issue especially with their daughters mm -hmm. yeah i've had a conversation with two of them and something that sticks out was uh, one of the one who plays the guitar and sings. Mm -hmm. Very talented. Um, I remember her having a discussion with me about how her identity is challenged at school and in, in different places. And, and it got me thinking, like, it must be frustrating as a father, you know, as a parent overall. When your child comes home and they say, man, you know, these kids are saying this stuff about me. And then, uh, you know, like there's this uh, talk about race and that can get very intense. So how do you navigate those conversations with your children? We have those op open conversations at home. Um, and we we acknowledge that, um, that the world can be ugly, um, but that doesn't mean you have to, have to match it with that. Um, we talk through the the issues of the day. Um, we talk through, you know, Black Lives Matters. Um, um, the last few years, the <clears throat> the differences with the the bi the polarization of of our of our country. Um, they, they go to school with with kids of all different mindsets, and we have to be able to. Have, 
maybe not accept what their what their mindset is, but be with be like understand how to how to interact with it, whether it's distancing yourself or um, or defending yourself. Mm-hmm. So, what advice would you give to a new father who has a biracial child? Um, I, don't, I, I would give the same advice that I would give to any child. I don't like the by the the mixed uh, mixed kids. You treat them just like just like just like any other kid because they are just any other kid. We don't. We, we understand that it's an issue elsewhere, but it's not an issue for us. So um, they're all beautiful and, and amazing and incredible, and that's what, that's what they are. So in regards to responses, because I know like Henry and I have had issues where like our daughters come home and they say, my Latinidad was challenged today. You know, this kid said I'm not Latina enough or that I'm not Latina at all because I don't speak Spanish or because, uh, because I'm not Mexican or whatever, you know, all these dumb things that yeah. kids say mostly due to ignorance because they have not been acculturated and they have not been educated on, uh, on you know, how different, but mm. the same humans can be, so. Yeah, my, my daughters all, are, um, some of them have very, very fair skin and um, our 19 year old Zion has, has much darker skin than, than anyone else. So she's kind of, she stands out um in in our family to, to other people um so we we talk about it we um her mom their mom shares um the types of conversations she's had she's also kind of a lighter skin than um than average i guess um so she's she's had issues on both sides where she's been called the n-word and and then also not accepted by by because her skin was too was too light um so we've they've all experienced similar things throughout like traveling around the the states so they have some idea of what um what can what can be said um and we just talk through it and um understand that that they are coming from a place of ignorance and you don't have to give them the power of letting of, of defining who you are that's that's your power so don't take don't give it away to, to people like that yeah I, I completely agree because I you know we we do the same thing but telling them hey don't give away the power is easier said than done than yeah. right because I, I can see their frustration where they're like oh mom come on I don't want to hear that <laughs> it's like I know that but you know like <clears throat> it's happening and this is a reality of it so I found myself wondering, like, man, I guess maybe I I need to dig deeper and give different answers. Um, so, have you been in a situation like that? And and how do you how do you come back and say, hey, this is what I really need you to know or or to do? Part of it's through example, and they see how her mom reacts to to things like that and how we react we we rise above it we we don't like you don't have to address it you i mean you address it to a point but um 
there's there's a point where you can you can do go too far like you're i call it you're playing chess with a pigeon because you can make all kinds of of moves and you can have checkmate in three moves <laughs> but they're still going to knock over the pieces and crap on the board mm-hmm. so you're fighting you're you're not you're taking yourself down to their level when you don't have to just mm-hmm. keep being amazing and and keep um showing who you are like it it sounds like a like a platitude to to say but um it's not it's it's what it's the it's the move mm-hmm. it's the way like don't let don't don't let them steal that energy from you yeah absolutely Henry, what about you i i've always told them if somebody says something to you respond you know that i but the problem with kids is not every kid whether they have self-confidence enough or not not every kid when challenged or when confronted has it in their head already oh i'm gonna respond like this like you know if biscuit said i mean if nick said something right now smart which he often does me? <laughs> i know i quickly i have but x amount of time to respond before he's going to shoot another one mm-hmm. nadia's like that yeah our, our mm-hmm. oldest is like that you can't if somebody says something to her she will respond right away versus jesse she i'm scared of her losing her shit on somebody because I, I think it's going to be more than than it should be so she she stays quiet right and then in in doing so she doesn't it's she doesn't defend herself even though she could right mm-hmm. and I, the difficult part is as a as a dad I'm, i just want to be like what there has be done with it but you can't mm-hmm. violence doesn't solve everything right mm-hmm. so well then you like you would you're when you spend that energy and time responding to something something like that you're taking that away from the time that you could be spending on improving yourself you know like if i had to if i had to jump with a with a smart aleck response every time uh, chino said something stupid i would be exhausted like mm-hmm. I would have no energy to do anything else, mm-hmm. so I have to let Henry say stupid things and just kind of let it slide from time to time. Because when? <laughs> when? Let's not get into that. No, 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 no. Right no. Started it. <laughs> Side conversation for later on. <laughs> but yeah, it's like giving. They they continue to take more from you if you give them the energy. There's there's a time where yeah, where response is needed and you need to like someone in their place but most of the time you can you can just keep on keep on rolling mm-hmm. not let them get the better of you right and i think that kids have a hard time understanding when why you should not respond sometimes because yeah. inside they're like oh no but they're so wrong and i need to I'm like no sometimes saying nothing at all is way louder than any words you can you can say to somebody I think something that's helped the girls, our, our girls, is when that they come home and they'll express what happened, like however they want, like they'll 
they yell, they scream, they, you know, elaborate on how wrong they're, and I, I don't know how much it helps, but it, it seems like they walk away feeling a little bit better after they do that. Yeah, something we we try to do sometimes is um, when they when they have a situation like that, we talk through like the different ways that it could have gone. Like, if you had done this, then what do you think their response would have been? And type like talk through the different uh, alternate realities they they could have gone through, and then how to how to choose the the best one or the least the least crappy one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I feel like. When you have those conversations, kids learn to trust you even more and come to you more often with their problems because um, they know that you have that different mindset that you can make them think about all these other options. Yeah, if you, if you shut them down or get them in, they're, they're in trouble for how they responded, then they're going to be sneakier the next time. They're going to, they're, you've just told them that the reward for, for not talking to you is that you don't get in trouble. So mm -hmm. you have to create the environment where where they're willing to have those discussions with you. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been in a situation where you had to go to the school to advocate for them? Uh, yeah, we um, in in Georgia we uh, oh, we had quite a few times where yeah our, where we we were in Savannah in the middle of the city and. Um, a mixed family does not like for the the population there. You're either black or you're white, and if you're in between, you're neither. So there was a there was a lot of um, a lot of days when we had to um, try to try to have things addressed. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we've on occasion had to do that um, <clears throat> here in Maryland, um, where we where we used to live. There were there were quite a few. Uh, the area was not um, not exactly uh, open to diversity. Let's say that. Mm -hmm. So, what what would you say your biggest learning lesson was when during those moments when you were advocating for your family members? Right. Um, anything that you would tell a parent going through something similar, like what the do's and don'ts. Anything, any tips that you can give. I think the the biggest one I learned was was keep how important keeping your cool is, mm -hmm. because especially for for the situations like that, um, the second you lose your temper, you just fulfilled the stereotype that they already had of you, um, and yeah. you already and you just lost. Mm -hmm. Whether it's fair or not, it's it is what it is, um, and. Um, so yeah, being able to to stay calm, uh, the military helped me with that a little bit, um, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, just being able to 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 talk through things like it's um, people sort of like when you repeat back the the idiotic things that they that they say, a lot of times when they hear it coming back, they're like, oh yeah, that's maybe I shouldn't have said that, or you know, it's. Um, you can't. You win more. You um, catch more flies with honey than uh, than with salt, sort of thing. Um, it's not necessarily being sweet, but um, just being calm and rational and, and cool-headed, and let them prove how 
ignorant they are or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would both of you say that the biggest, that, how do I say this? Um, when it comes to raising girls, do you feel like your biggest challenge is more on them being women or other aspects of, I don't know, anything that that is going on in society? Like, you know, we have a lot of issues among youth, like body image, you know, race identity, um, drugs, you know, like sex, you know, is there one that worries you more than others that you wish more dads would be involved in to help their daughters? I haven't met too many girl dads that aren't, don't feel kind of how we feel, but I do wish there were more boy dads that taught their sons how to be respectable young men. You know, I, I don't, I don't think, I worry about what the future holds in their generation because how are these boys ever going to be men? They, they don't, most of them hide behind the screen to say something, but you confront them, they don't say anything. And their their generation is so closed off to like human like the human interaction. We were forced to interact. We didn't have cell phones when we were in high school. Shit, kids have cell phones in elementary school. You know, so I mean, obviously things change with time, but there's just I I was raised by a single mom, obviously, you know. Um, so my mom's biggest thing, and I think it, it just stuck, was you have to treat women a certain way. I don't think that's being taught anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what I wish is just more more men need to strap their boots and teach their sons how to be. Or maybe yeah. how not to be. Or, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, maybe. What about you, Nick? What are your thoughts on Yeah, that? I'd agree with that. But um, I guess I, I think I would probably, I would say empowerment um, is something that I wish more girl dads would, would focus on. Like in, empowering their daughters to, to be the best of whatever they want to be, not fit into the box that, that you have for them. Um, give them the space to explore their lives and, and to grow into what, they want to be mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point yeah empowerment yeah. so we kind of have mm-hmm. that's something that i <laughs> well the girls you know they're like okay mom stop you're over overkill and maybe it's because of the industry that i can't I'm- even do that because it's already <laughs> overkill over here <laughs> so would you say um that when it comes to women empowerment that girls feel safe showing that empowerment among their male peers i think i i feel like my daughters do um i I know there's some girls at their school that don't um but yeah yeah and that makes sense because if you're teaching it at home you're making it normal 
and that's the power of the the influence that parents have right because you're also role modeling and i've seen you and your wife and i have spoken to your wife she's amazing she's a she's a girl boss woman boss i mean she's amazing and you two make such a perfect powerful um couple and and parents and in, in from what i've seen that is that is key um which i feel like is something that parents forget. They forget that, hey, we have to show that united, powerful front if I want you to be an empowered person instead of just telling the child, oh, you need to speak up. You need to just, you know, uh, be confident, but then they don't see you doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Henry, you want to add anything? Yeah, mine have learned through visualization when their mom whoops me <laughs> for no reason and I'm abused. <laughs> So they come home and they think they can, you know, just That's not beat me anyway. So false. Number two, empowerment does not look like that. That's what you made it look like. I got scars and stuff. He, he's actually told people <laughs> that I abuse him physically because he has scars from his surgeries. <laughs> and it is horrible. But um, one of the people was, was our counselor. He actually was like, Mrs. Rivera? It was it was crazy, but anyway, <laughs> anyway. Bad man, Henry. I, you know, I was I was doing the. <laughs> Nobody ever believes me. Okay, back on track. Um, so both of you, do you feel comfortable in? A, so let's imagine, for some reason you had to raise your daughters all by yourself and your wife was like away at a job or something um if you had to raise them all on your own what do you think you need to you would need to prepare for right now to be able to meet those needs to be able to be there for for you know whatever they they would need three years they'll all be at the house <laughs> i don't think i have much to prepare for Biggest need would be to to make my my hands more have more de dexterity to to do all that hair because oh the hair <laughs> it's a lot yeah oh my gosh yeah, yeah. oh god yeah and hey you just I'm said so, three more years for I'm you so you just said three more years for you but if I ask Nick how how involved he is with his twenty five year old I I'm pretty sure he's gonna say oh this. yeah it doesn't it, it never is. come on man we had this conversation <laughs> let me it just never ends, man. <laughs> okay so here what about you what? yeah <laughs> so funny because actually him and nick and i have had that conversation and every time he's like you just learn how to deal with things better mm -hmm. because once they're at the house there isn't much more than that you can do than tell them what you would do mm -hmm but okay i have some i have some random ideas here stuff that i've seen actually recently and i showed henry there was this guy that uh it's it was a real he comes up to his wife and he's like he's holding up two tampons and one has an r on it and one has an l on it he's like right and left what what explain this why does a tampon have, have right and left? have you seen it no okay um <laughs> what would you think about if you saw it? I don't know if you've ever paid attention, but have you noticed that on tampons? Let me skip this one too. Mm -mm. <laughs> I'm getting to a point here. <laughs> um, I'm I've 
I'm pretty sure I have. Um, I I go and I buy them quite often. So um, I'm not um, I'm thinking regular in life, but yeah, mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm by no means an expert. I just mm -hmm. yeah. I get a picture of the bag and I go and find it at the store. Mm -hmm. That's right. And see, you you got the right answer, but some people are so completely lost. So if you're listening to this and you're a father, <laughs> no, it's not for left and right. <laughs> because some people actually do really like, you know, they get all tripped up. So in regards to women's health and having daughters, you know, um, what would you say fathers, aside from just the period talk, right? Are there any areas within that that you feel like fathers or that you might need more education on henry <laughs> cricket 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 yeah um the thing is and I, so the only thing i can think of is i tell you and them all the time there's questions that they ask me that is female related mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like to be a female. So mm -hmm. I'm always like, mom's upstairs. But I mean, these aren't questions like, oh, what do, what do cramps feel like? Not like that, but maybe like, okay, um, sh you know, should I ask about endometriosis? I mean, do you even know what that is? You know, women's health related type I would say, baby, hold on. <laughs> and I would proceed to ask Google. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> not Google. If you're not around... I'm asking somebody, or I'd call my mom or something because I would need to know, right? I, I know that the normal thing for fathers to do is defer to the mothers, right? And um, even women, I feel like, don't have enough education on women's health. Um, so as men, do you feel like you have a low priority in that area to be ready to help your daughters in case anything were to, you know, happen where maybe they need some kind of women's health medical attention? I don't know if, um, I don't know if I'd say that. I Not low priority, just low knowledge base. I mean, I know that endometriosis is a condition in which cells similar to the lining of the uterus or endometrium grow outside of the uterus. But outside of that, I'm, I'm definitely no no expert. Um, well, Nick, you know way more than most people. What you well, I just I just googled that. <laughs> Grandson of a monkey's uncle. <laughs> Seriously, you just looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. That was good. that was good. I like that. Yeah, it was smooth. Right? Like, you actually know because it was very, very like. Yeah, and the way you said it, yeah. I was like, "How do you freaking know that?" I'm a liar. So I was very good. But yeah, it's it's not it's not a low priority. It's just we don't know what we don't know. So right, Google will know. Yeah. See? Well, it I mean, you gotta point. you gotta know right. what you're asking Google first. So if you like, he said, you don't know what you don't know. So how will you know to ask? I said you don't know what you don't yeah, know. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it are there any type of conversations that you wish more men would have in regards to raising girls? Aside from, you know, how to teach their boys to be, you know, um, good men to, to women. Yeah, well, sort of like 
like what Henry just did, saying go ask your go talk to your mom. That's that's sort of a cop out, you know. Like you when you do that, you you send them, you tell them automatically that that you don't that you're just handing it off to them and not willing to do the research to called partnership. <laughs> Teammates. I think it's making creating the environment where where your daughters are feel comfortable enough to to raise those questions with you. If you if you immediately act like you're not comfortable enough to talk about it, then then they're not gonna talk about it with you. And then you're not gonna know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and what I like is that when a dad is involved like that, even when those uncomfortable questions like what is sex or how do I put on a pad or a tampon or, you know, any of those, what most people cringe, you know, those questions from, um, you're demonstrating for them a higher bar, what to look for in a man, in a mate or, or, or a partner, yeah. a partner that will not shy away and be scared and run away from those hard questions and also I feel like it shows women or girls that they are um, heard and important enough for you the father or the mother to get that uncomfortable and look for the answers for them that shows a whole another level of priority of love and um, dedication to them yeah yeah, because I remember um, one thing that my parents did when I got my period was that they got me flowers, a bouquet of roses. And I was like, what the heck? And back then, you know, you're a teen, you don't appreciate certain things. But I was like, wait, why Why is this happening? And, um, and then I remember my dad running out to get uh, pads. My mom was not home. And then my mom got me my very first piece of jewelry as like here, you know, like, I guess, welcome to womanhood. Although really, you know, you're not, you're not a woman. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you know, your body changes. And, um, and small little things like that makes you feel like, okay, nothing's wrong with me. I'm not gross. Uh, my parents are not shaming me or they're not like, you know, trying to get away with me because I'm on that time of the month. And, and it's very, uh, it's it feels really good, especially from a girl's perspective, that the father treats you like that. So you know, having that bar set there, I remember. No, I knew that if I was gonna find a um, a partner, they couldn't be all wackadoodle about like, hey man, can you go get me some tampons? I ran out, and he's gonna be like, oh no, I don't do that. I'm like, okay, this one's gotta go, because <laughs> if he can't hack that. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's okay if you're if you're wackadoodle about other things. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, can't be batting a thousand everywhere. Speak for yourself. Mm -hmm. This is true. You're right. No, you know, I, I I would say I, I I've never understood men who who do that to their daughters and are like oh no i'm not gonna go buy you i think we were on the road when one of them mm -hmm. and we stopped and i i think i went in because yeah, yeah. you were dealing with her like man it's part of life right i mean just because we don't have to go through it thank god there i mean 
I don't, I don't, I guess don't treat it like it's gross because it, it's yeah. not. And then how you react, they're very much watching you. And especially if you have more than one, they are definitely watching you. And it'll, it'll be what they remember. Okay. I can, I can talk to my dad about mm -hmm. X, Y, Z, but he's going to think I'm gross if I talk to him about this. Mm -hmm. Have either of you experienced backlash with other men about topics like this? No, but I would I would welcome it. I would love to to hear someone have have something to say about that. Would yeah, my day and I have all kinds of fun with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And I mean, I know that that also means that you surrounded yourself with like minded people because sometimes when that's when you find the resistance. Um, but as men, do you feel like there's that you have some sort of obligation? to help other men get that comfortable or, or do you feel like hey that's their problem you know i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take care of me i would say it depends um there's some people that just aren't in the right mindset to be able to hear that mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna waste my time with them mm -hmm. but definitely for the ones who who are definitely would help them understand that yeah I concur. Do you find do you find it hard to relate to other men because they lack this level of awareness that you both have? Sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah, you kind of just gotta smile or smirk and keep quiet because, like Nick said, it's just it ain't worth wasting your time with certain people. It's like you're an idiot. I'm just let you be an idiot. Yeah, because. You know, it's a waste of your time and your breath, and for what? It's not going to change them. Right. So, are you seeing more dads talk more openly about topics like this, or do you think that there's still like a lot more to go to to get to a a, a place where you see a little bit of improvement? I think it's more accepted now, definitely, than it was when when we were kids. Um, there's definitely been improvement in girl dads being being more open about it. Um, it's it's. Yeah, there's a whole hashtag for it and everything, um, and it's something that's that's kind of celebrated, um, you know, in social media and stuff. So um, there's been real real progress, but yeah, there's always work to be done. Yeah. What about when when you talk about you know um, the 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 need of educating more boys, you know, when you have that conversation with other dads, is there any type of resistance? Do they feel like it's an attack on masculinity or, or anything like that? The ones that are of that, that mindset are, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, for a long time have wanted to do some type of work with boys, but the thing is like, it's hard the reason I've always shied away for, from it is because one, I don't I don't have a boy, and two, I know how to talk to my kids because they're my kids. I know how to talk to Nick's kids because I know them. But a complete stranger's kids, what if I'm teaching them something they don't want their children to be taught? I, I don't I don't have time, nor do I want to have the time to have to deal with some stuff like that. 
So I do think it's needed more, more education. I mean, even the, like simple stuff, you know, like um, one of the girls' friends uh, told them they didn't know how to tie tie, but their dad was in the, in the house. And I was like, ask his dad. And yeah, you can Google stuff, but <clears throat> sometimes you do need that that in person this is how you do it kind of thing and it's kind of like i find it weird that if you have a boy and he you 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 see what your children are kind of up to right if they don't own a tie next thing you know they're asking you can they borrow one of yours you should take the time and be like when are you gonna wear it let me show you how you put it on and how you tie it. You know, but I would say that's basic stuff, but, mm -hmm. you know, there's all kinds of other things. Yeah. Are there any type of programs uh, or resources that you both wish was available to you uh, or to fathers overall? Um, how to be one? <laughs> how to be a dad? <laughs> you know, when the girls were born, I knew a couple of dads, but so, like Nick said, being from the military, we're taught, you better figure that shit out and keep it moving. So, and it, it does take some time for you to be comfortable enough to be like, hey man, have you ever dealt with this? Because I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like now I'm I'm older and you have friends like I have friends like Nick who I, I legitimately have been like, hey man, I don't know, have you dealt with this before? And how? Mm -hmm. The younger version of me, I don't even think I would have even if him and I were close, I don't think I would have asked him. Just just because I and in all honesty, I would probably feel like I'm I'm being less than you know you don't feeling exposed isn't exactly something anyone wants to wants to do so mm -hmm. what about you Nick yeah it's uh, the same I'm, um, I'm not sure as far as um, specific resources that I can think of anything other than um, normalizing being being a girl dad and just um, can't really think of anything specific as far as as far as resources. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I had to ask that question because <clears throat> you know I, I teach I, I through workshops. You know I I teach through workshops, and the majority of the attendees are always pretty much moms. In few occasions, I've had some gentlemen, and when I ask them, you know, why are you here? They always, almost always tell me my wife made me. <laughs> my, my, They're very honest, um, but they find the information very helpful and uh, insightful. Um, and now we live in an age where people are sharing their knowledge. You have all sorts of coaches, you know, like a bullying awareness and prevention coach was something you've never heard of before, and, but that's what I do for a living. Um, so 
<clears throat> are there if if you had say like um men led parenting classes would you be more open to going to those versus going to a woman who's teaching parenting classes i would love to go to a class with nick being the teacher <laughs> <laughs> you too <laughs> you too would i would get in trouble <laughs> it wouldn't be dull that's for sure no, I know, I know, I know. You're being so like so docile right now. By the way, <laughs> this is I, so calm. I have never experienced this man. He's like so this. calm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just audience members, if you're listening, he's uh, a lot more um, upbeat, and right now <laughs> he's like super chill. <laughs> but usually it's he's jokes and. <laughs> no, he's not blah. I'm always chill. <laughs> you are always chilling. It's just a different type of. Chilling. Well, I want to thank you both for having this conversation. I know I asked a lot of different questions because I figured, you know, I always talk to women about parenting topics, all sorts of things. And we, I need to, you know, get the perspective of men uh, because it's needed and also to maybe help normalize the conversations. Um, so I want to thank you so much for your time, for both of you, for being very open uh, and sharing your experience and your thoughts on this topic. Um, and also for being great dads, because I've seen you both. I mean, I, it makes me happy knowing that there are men like you out there who are intentional, because that's that's the thing, right? I see dads just being good dads, but then there's dads that go a little further like you and Henry, and they're actually being intentional by pushing their comfort level and looking for, you know, uh, more information because at the end of the day, you know, that is going to help you or benefit you and your daughters and your wife too. So thank you so much. And also you, the fact that you do that, you're influencing others, even if you're not having the conversation with them, they see what you're doing, how you carry yourself and how you carry yourself with your children. And that alone is super powerful. So from the perspective of me, of you know, a woman and a mom and an educator, thank you both very, very much. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's about time you diversify <laughs> and actually get the father side of you know, I have had, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've had most out of, of, out of how many years? I'm just saying. <laughs> Kenneth. See, see how yeah, she's struggling to like <laughs> name the men. That's true. I, the majority of my speakers yeah. are women, but it, it's also because it's kind of hard to get men to talk sometimes. Fight the power. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> before we go, I want to mention one more time where you can buy biscuits. I mean, Nick's. <laughs> I was going to say biscuits, it's biscuits. Nick's biscuits. <laughs> now that doesn't sound right. <laughs> They're called villainous biscuits for a reason. <laughs> Wait, yes. I want to mention where you can um, hit up Nick for uh, catering services of yep. delicious biscuits that he, uh, he makes. You can hit me up on Instagram at Villainous Biscuits or at www.villainousbiscuits.com. There we go. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful I can give you all his number later. <laughs> all right. I love you, fam. Yeah, love you too. I'll see you in the morning. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed that conversation. I know it was a little like all over the place with the questions, but um, I just wanted to touch on different topics 
to maybe get you thinking about certain conversations you should be having uh, with um, other parents. Um, if you have any questions, please post them in the comments below. And if you love this podcast, this episode, please share this episode with another parent. Uh, I always love knowing what you think about the podcast overall. So if you have extra time, please leave a review so that other parents can read them and get an idea of what to expect about the conversations that go on here. As always, you can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, LinkedIn. My handle is Dali Talks everywhere on social media. And um, if you want to subscribe to my newsletter, go to dalitalks.com uh, and sign up. So that, that way you get, uh, you know, weekly uh, messages and resources. And so that you can also get the links to the, the week's podcast episode. All right. Until next time. Hey, did you like that episode? If you did, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you may be listening and write a review. If you want more tips or some behind-the-scenes videos, make sure to follow my mom at Dolly Talks on Instagram. You can turn on notifications for her posts and stories as well. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. See you next time.